Welcome to First Formation, spiritual exercise for Christian soldiers looking to get the fuck up and pray. Join Pew Pew HQ every weekday morning to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 106, verses 1 through 12. Praise the Lord. O give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. For his steadfast love endures forever. Who can utter the mighty doings of the Lord or declare all his praise? Happy are those who observe justice, who do righteousness at all times. Remember me, O Lord, when you show favor to your people. Help me when you deliver them, that I may see the prosperity of your chosen ones that I may rejoice in the gladness of your nation, that I may glory in your heritage. Both we and our ancestors have sinned. We have committed iniquity. We have done wickedly. Our ancestors, when they were in Egypt, did not consider your wonderful works. They did not remember the abundance of your steadfast love, but rebelled against the Most High at the Red Sea. Yet he saved them for his name's sake, so that he might make known his mighty power. He rebuked the Red Sea, and it became dry. He led them through the deep as through a desert. So he saved them from the hand of the foe and delivered them from the hand of the enemy. The waters covered their adversaries. None of one, none of, not one of them was left. Then they believed his words, and they sang his praise. Numbers chapter 27, verses 1 through 11. When the daughters of Zelophehad came forward, Zelophehad was son of Hefer, son of Gilead, son of Machir, son of Manasseh, son of Joseph, a member of the Manassite clans. The names of his daughters were Mala, Noah, Hogla, Milcah, and Terzah. They stood before Moses, Eleazar the priest, the leaders, and all the congregation at the entrance of the tent of meeting. And they said, Our father died in the wilderness. He was not among the company of those who gathered themselves together against the Lord in the company of Korah, But he died for his own sin, and he had no sons. Why should the name of our father be taken away from his clan because he had no son? Give us a possession among our father's brothers. Moses brought their case before the Lord, and the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, The daughters of Zelophehad are right in what they are saying. You shall indeed let them possess an inheritance among their father's brothers, and pass the inheritance of their father on to them. You shall also say to the Israelites, If a man dies and has no son, then you shall pass his inheritance on to his daughter. If he has no daughter, then you shall give his inheritance to his brothers. If he has no brothers, then you shall give his inheritance to his father's brothers. And if his father has no brothers, then you shall give his his inheritance to the nearest kinsman of his clan, and he shall possess it. It shall be for the Israelites a statute and an ordinance, as the Lord commanded Moses. The Gospel of Luke, chapter 11, verses 33 through 36. No one, after lighting a lamp, puts it in a cellar, but on a lampstand so that those who enter may see the light. Your eye is the lamp of your body. If your eye is healthy, your whole body is full of light. But if it is not healthy, your body is full of darkness. Therefore consider what the light in you is not, whether the light in you is not darkness. If then your whole body is full of light, With no part of it in darkness, it will be as full of light as when a lamp gives you light with its rays.
Good morning and welcome to the first Wednesday after Epiphany. This is Brother Logan Isaac broadcasting from Walkersville, Maryland. This morning's readings come to us from Psalm 106, Numbers 27, and Luke 11. And the, the Luke reading reminded me that I have a Bible study coming up um, for Lent. I believe it's going from March 3rd to April 14th, uh, which may actually be Monday, Thursday. I need to look into that. Um, but the uh, the light and dark that um, is spoken of in Luke made me think of it because that's the title of the Bible study, From, from Darkness to Light, and it borrows this... The words of this prophecy from Isaiah 9, uh, those who sit and, and dwell in the land of darkness have seen great light. It's also um, the inauguration text for Jesus' ministry in Matthew and Luke, Matthew 4 and Luke, uh, I don't know actually, Luke 2? No, I can't remember, but anyway, um, and I find it illuminating, to use an appropriate term, um, that uh, the numbers reading shows us how sometimes, you know, the light and dark, um, regardless of what's emanating from within, sometimes we like to put, we like to tell ourselves and others that what we see is not light, but darkness. Um, And we, we do this in order to keep a hold on power, um, or just because that's we've kind of drunk the Kool-Aid of the culture that we're in. And that's the case in the reading from Numbers, um, where this um, this man's daughters, um, I'm not sure Zelophehad, I don't remember his name as being one who rebelled with Korah, but he died for his own sin and had no sons. And women were thought of as accessory uh, accessory persons to to men, whether they're husbands or their fathers. And this is this goes back far. Like even the Greeks, um, as smart as they were, they thought that women were a shade or a shadow of men, that they were not quite what you would call human or what they would call human. Um and it's culturally reinforced. You think this thing, and then that's the reason you give to explain why, you know, women are emotional and men are are not, or women are um, not as intelligent as men. Well, you know, you say anything enough, and it becomes true for you. And if enough people believe it, it becomes true for, you know, for them, even if it's not true. And I say that because... Um, these women say, look, you know, why should we suffer for our father's sin? He was punished. You know, he suffered the consequence and he has no son. So the land that he was supposed to get, um, uh, you know, it should go to us. Why should we basically be homeless? Why should we have no um, inheritance? Because there's something like, something like five daughters. And sure enough, Moses takes it to God, and God says, oh, yeah, it checks out. I'm going to make a new law and a new statute for Israel that it, it does uh, pass to, uh, if not a son, then a daughter. And it talks about, you know, it goes back to men, brothers, uncles, closest relative. Um, but, you know, it's, it's a, 
it's a partial victory um, in that, you know, what if the, you know, why not aunts if no uncles and, um, you know, anyway. So it's, it's like this glimmer of justice, of fairness, of equity, but it's not, it's not full dignity, but it is a start. And I mention that, I mention it, it's inspiring because these five women bring up this, you know, loophole that they suffer from and they, their case is heard by God and God um, makes a new statute for the whole people because God and or Moses have failed to see the the injustice that their oversight might cause, um, that that women are fully human. And it doesn't appear to be any malice on the part of men. It just, it's ancient culture, um, and unfortunately sometimes some contemporary cultures, um, that want to believe and tell themselves that women are not, you know, full humans. Um, and whether you use language of light and darkness, like Luke does, um, the the effect is the same. It's not only ignorance, it's also injustice. Um, and it makes me think, you know, the, the danger of acknowledging someone's human dignity only resides in your own attempt to grasp at power and... Uh, or or status or or fill in the blank. Um, there's you know it's not a zero sum game. If if somebody else is demanding their human dignity, it doesn't take away from your own. It doesn't take away from any other person's or group's demand for human dignity. Um, there's enough human dignity to go around. Um, unfortunately, that's you know through throughout the ages we've done this thing where we try and ignore or deny the light in other people, whether it's women or slaves. Um, in the early American uh, religious system, Catholics and Episcopalians, at first, in the very early years, in the 1600s, um, black slaves would be um, baptized as Christians. But then, at some point, people began to realize, oh, that means they're humans. And so then they stopped baptizing them um, because if they baptized them, then they had to face the fact that they were equal, that um, you know, all baptized members of the body of Christ are equal. You know, don't, don't let the white slaveholders read the book of Philemon. Um, and so this, um, this, in, I don't know, phenomenon of like your instinct is to baptize something, that, something or somebody um, which discloses your knowledge that they really are humans. But then you shove it down inside and you say, oh, there's no light in them. They're not humans. They're something less. They're a shade of humanity. They are, you know, the they're first among beasts, but not humans or something. Um, we can't claim ignorance. Like we're not, God did not create us stupid. Um, when we do these things, it's so often because we want the status quo to go on because we benefit from it. And other times when we don't really care, it's just normal. You know, it's just the, the Kool-Aid in the water until somebody speaks up 
and says, no, I'm human too. I'm a man, I'm a woman. Uh, Sojourner Truth's famous speech, Ain't I a Woman, um, was a rejection of um, sexist biblical interpretation. Um, and so we know that the light is there. Uh, we know uh, it doesn't just have to reside in the windows to the soul, but in our entire bodies. We are lamps. We are temples uh, that glorify God's creation because we are God's creation. Prayer for Joy in God's Creation from the Book of Common Prayer. O Heavenly Father, who has filled the world with beauty, open our eyes to behold your gracious hand in all your works, that, rejoicing in your whole creation, we may learn to serve you with gladness for the sake of him through whom all things were made, your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Thank you for falling into First Formation, where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, you can participate in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast at patreon.com slash pewpewhq. You can contribute as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I ever piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a lectionary reading for a future episode. Instructions will be provided, and you don't have to be a grunt to collaborate with Pew Pew HQ in this or any way. Finally, you can also record and send prayer requests of a minute or less. Prayers can be included in the episode, read anonymously if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it, three ways to participate in First Formation. I hope you'll continue to listen, even if I can't convince you to jump in. This has been Brother Logan Isaac, always faithful, Always family. Semper Familia.